This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. Today I'm super excited to chat with Julie Lewin. She's not your average medical intuitive. She's the brains behind an accredited energy medicine modality that we're going to have her explain all about to us. She's been on a fascinating journey exploring the world of metaphysics. She's harnessed her unique experiences to redefine what holistic health can look like. In a nutshell, Julie's all about blending health and metaphysical wisdom, and she can't wait to share her insights with us, and I can't wait to hear all about them. Welcome, Julie. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you for having me. So first, I want... I would love for you to tell us a little bit about this healing medical intuitive modality that you have created. You're the creator, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Tell us all about it. Well, it started 38 years ago and I had a clairvoyant reading um, reluctantly And at that reading, this gentleman um, said to me, well, if you keep going the way that you're going, your marriage will fail, you'll remarry quickly, that marriage will fail, you'll have very few happy moments in your life, you'll be very ill in your 30s and 40s and you'll die at 53. That's a half an hour condensed into a few sentences. And then he went, but, he said, you have a nun and a monk standing behind you and you have an alternate destiny if you choose and if you choose that alternate destiny your marriage will survive you'll overcome the illnesses in your 30s and 40s you will have many happy moments in your life you will live into your 90s and be of great benefit to the world you have a gift of x-ray vision and you can see inside of people's bodies and I said oh okay How do I do that? And he went, I'm just the messenger. You have to figure that out. So that's basically been the last 38 years of my life is um, being on that journey. And so we just celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary last year. Congratulations. I am 63, so I'm 10 years past the, the die date. So I figure um, I did that thing. I have chosen the alternate destiny and um, hopefully I live a longer, longer life. And so, you know, I lay in bed at night and I said, God, if you want me to do this, you have to show me how. And so I started seeing these movies rolling in my mind of being inside of somebody's body and I chose 
to see inside of the body of the person who paid for me to have that reading. And um, she rang me and she said, all right, Julie, what's going on? So we had this telepathic link. And this is back in the day where phone calls, STD, long distance calls were very expensive. And she rang me and um, I said, well, I've travelled through your body and I can see that you're pregnant. She said, no, no, I'm not pregnant. I went, I was really dashed. I thought that I had actually been inside of her body and seen. Six weeks later, she rang me and she said, Julie, how did you know? How did you know that I was pregnant before I did? I I said, well, I could see this, this pulsing light in your womb and I just knew it was a knowing. And so it kind of went on from there and I would practice in anyone who who let me. And I'd been practicing for a couple of years and my dad said, all right, smarty pants, what do you see? And he lay down in one room, I lay down in the other room and I travelled through his body. And in the morning I said to him, well, there was this thing, Dad, that was really grotesque hanging off your esophagus and it looked like this and it was like an octopus and he went, that's how the doctors described my hiatus hernia. I said, Dad, oh. I didn't know you had a hiatus hernia. And he said, well, yeah. I said, well, what I did was I kind of pushed it back up so that it wasn't there. And I said, and what about behind your right knee? He said, how do you even know about that? Not even your mother knows about that. That happened in the war. I said, I'm just telling you what I saw. And so I was really chuffed about that and I thought, man, I can do this. And then that night he said, well, are you going in again? And I said, well, I wasn't going to, but if you want me to, I will. And um, he said, yeah, yeah, I do. And that that's when I lost all my confidence, Jamie. I just thought, you know what, I'm making this up. It's it's not real because it was different when I went in the next night. There was all this white stuff and I thought, well, that wasn't there last night. And so I journeyed through again and that's that was the part that was really different. And when he asked me in the morning, I really downplayed it and I said, you know what, Dad, I, might, I think I might be making it up. He said, no, tell me what you saw. And I said, well, there was all this white stuff that wasn't there the night before. Seriously, his face went like my jumper. It lost all of the colour. He said, before I lay down, I had my mucane medicine, which is white, and it stops the the acid reflux and Hmm. stops the burning. I said, oh, my God, Dad, I had no idea. And I said, so it looks like I can do this. So I, I basically I had the confidence to keep going and I did with anyone who would let me practice on them. And then after 10 years of practice, I appeared on the TV show The Extraordinary, which aired to 22 countries around the world and 
basically they filmed me proving that I could see inside of people's bodies. And what happened was they basically wrote a newspaper article about me in the local paper that said the suburb where I lived and people found me in the white pages and started ringing and my phone didn't stop ringing for three years. I bet. And people were ringing from all over the world. They were riding to the TV stations. My husband would be picking up a sack of mail every couple of days from the post office. And, you know, the 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 mail was in this big canvas bag and I'd open it all and fill the floor of my lounge room with all the the letters. And I just sort of put my head in my hands and said, what am I going to do with all of this? And this was before the internet. It was snail mail only. And so I wrote back to every person with a with a we had gestetners back then. Like this is really old school where <laughs> you we, we didn't even have a photocopier and you just like run it through this machine and it'd spit out all these pages that were the same. And so I had a couple of people who volunteered to write the person's name in the letter and address the envelope and send it back to the so I it took me three years to to kind of work my way through the inquiries and what happened Jamie is I was seeing inside of people's bodies but then sending them away because I didn't know how to help them and so I lay in bed and I said, God, like there must be something that I can do to help these people. And by this time they were coming to my house and and I was told to just put my hands on their body or just above their body. And then I would see this movie in my mind and people started saying, what are you doing? And I said, what do you mean? And they said, your hands are inside my body moving things around. I said... <laughs> can you feel that? And they said, well, yeah. And I said, but I'm just imagining that. So somehow I had accidentally found the doorway or the passageway to being inside of somebody's body energetically and being able to make a make an impact. And so then I thought, what if that movie or that vision that I saw, I used that on somebody else? I wonder if they would have the same outcome. And what started happening was those movies were repeatable with multiple people and oh, I was wow. getting a similar outcome. So basically fast forward another like that was 1984 in 2014. So what's that? 30, 84, 94, 2004, yeah, 30, years. 30 years. After 30 years, I had the, the modality accredited as a healing modality that we call energy medicine. And I'm now teaching people how to 
incorporate my energy medicine into their existing business. And um, yeah, so that's it's pretty so, it, it's so fascinating. And the influx of people rushing into your space just demonstrates how hungry the world yeah. was for that. They were. And they said, you're our last hope. I can't tell you how many people said you're our last hope. And that was really overwhelming for me, Jamie, to I didn't know about energy hygiene. I didn't know about boundaries. I didn't know about protection or cleansing. I didn't know I could say no. I thought that I had to say yes to every person who asked for help. And what happened was I gave myself to the world and, you know, I had young children. They were eight and ten. And all they knew was their mum being on the phone for hours every night, bouncing. This is back in the day where you had call waiting. And um, if you were on a call and another call was coming in, it'd go brr, brr. And so I'd say, okay, I've got another call coming in. I've got to go, hang up. And then it'd ring again and the next person would be there. I did that for five hours every night. And people thought, well, I'm only taking 20 minutes, 30 minutes of your time. But when you've got hundreds of people doing that every week, it all added up. And I got exhausted and I ended up with four thyroid diseases. One of them was cancer. I ended up with tumours on my ovaries. Like I made myself very ill, like so Claire had predicted. Right. Did you take that opportunity to do your energy medicine on yourself? I did. I Well, look, this, this is really hard for me to confess. I, when I got so ill, I was in such a bad place mentally that I was actually praying that I would die. Oh, my. Yeah. So... It took an enormous toll on me, the feeling the the weight of the world on my shoulders. And so when I was diagnosed, like I, I, I ended up in emergency, I was hemorrhaging from a burst cyst and then I had my ovaries out and the doctor came and said, you're one very lucky girl because that was a tumour, not a cyst and you were on your way to full-blown ovarian cancer. Hmm. And so I felt very blessed. And then six weeks later, I saw my endocrinologist, and he said, well, see that lump just there? It's grown in the last four months. We need a biopsy of that. When I went back, he said, that is the most positive biopsy of thyroid cancer I've ever had. You're going to have to have surgery again. So I had two major surgeries in eight weeks and and I lost my voice and I didn't get my voice back for a year but in that time when I got diagnosed with cancer I lay in bed and I said God I've changed my mind I don't want to die what do I have to do to survive and this voice in my head said you need to meditate for an hour in the morning an hour at night 
and that was the instructions I got. So that's what I did. And I felt like I breezed through the, the surgery and the whole diagnosis quite well. And then after another eight weeks, they said, well, you have to have radi radioactive iodine. And I said, do I really? And they said, well, yeah, you've got young children. You can't get cancer again. And if you don't do this, so they frightened me. And mm -hmm. so I said, okay, I will do it. And they said, this doesn't make you sick, but I got very sick and I vomited for two weeks. And in the end, I lay there and I was very thin and I said, you know what, God, I'm done. Oh, I can't do this anymore. Um, just let me die. And that was the turning point where I actually started to improve. It, it was like something happened. You surrendered. So, I surrendered. You know, Jamie, you got it in one. I surrendered. I started improving and I still didn't have a voice, but I started to recover and get my strength back. And I, so then after 10 months of no voice, I lay in bed again and I said, God, if you give me back my voice, I promise I will share what I have learned. And so I then went to a, a ear, nose and throat. He said, well, you can't speak because you've got um, that nerve on your left vocal cord is only working 5%. That's why you can't speak. And I went, oh, okay. And he said, but, you know, you may never speak again, but go, go and see this speech pathologist. So I went and saw her. Oh, I had somebody say to me, that it was all in my mind, that it was um, because I had a traumatic childhood apparently and because my parents made us sit at the same spot on the dining room table for each meal, apparently I had trauma and I couldn't speak. And I said, um, dude, I actually have a damaged nerve and so <laughs> I didn't go back and see him again. And um, the speech the speech therapist, and because I knew it was a nerve, I worked on healing that damaged nerve. And the reason the nerve was damaged was the tumour was a, attached to the nerve. Oh. You kind of can hear that my voice is a bit breathy and that I can only say an, a, about six or seven words per breath and then I run out of air in my lungs so what she did was she taught me how to use the air in my lungs to control the muscles in my chest mm. that controlled the vocal cord. And so then I was able to learn how to speak again. So that's how I have a voice. And uh, if I talk a lot, my voice gets weaker and it gets tired. And so then I'm not so good at getting the words out. But Basically, I, I taught myself how to speak again, and here I am. Yeah, and using your voice. Amazing. Using voice. Yeah, yeah. So that's a pretty interesting journey that you have found yourself on over the yeah. last however many decades. Yeah. 
now you're sharing it with others. So you're teaching others to use the same technique that you use. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. What's it called? It's called Arakira. So there's a whole story around that. Back, I don't know what year, maybe 2008, I was getting these intense, I called them migraines, but they would go for like eight to ten days and all I could do was lie on the bed and put the pillow over my head. It was very difficult to function. and um, But I still would get up and walk every day with my friend and in the end she said, Julie, would you like me to send you some healing? And I said, that would be amazing. So I lay on my bed at midday and um, we, ha we had a, an old timber house with a high ceiling and I, I could feel my body relaxing. And after about 20 minutes, something made me open my eyes. And seriously, Jamie, I looked up and there was no ceiling. I could see the universe. It was black, like my ceiling was black and I could see the universe. I could see the stars. But remember, this is midday in the middle of the day with daylight streaming through the window. And all these gold symbols were, were falling through like this void into me. And at least 20 gold symbols came down into my body. And when the last one landed like that, the headache went. Mm. And I went, what was that? And this voice outside of my head said, that's Akira. And I said, well, what does Akira mean? And the voice said, well, it's the alignment of the physical, mental, emotional and spiritual bodies. And I said, well, surely that's not enough. And then the voice said, all right then, Arakira. And I said, well, what's that? And they said, the revolutionary alignment of the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, auric, energetic and etheric bodies. And I said, well, how do I spell it? And they said, A-R-I-K-I-R-A. -I -I so I got up off the bed, went into the computer and I typed that into Google and it came back with, that it was the name of a Native American Plains people. And I said, you can't call this after a name of a, a tribe of people. And it was like the walls did this big breath and they went out and they came back in and they went, all right, change I to double E. And so I Googled Arakira, A-R-E-E-K-E-E-R-A, there were no matches. And I went, okay, great. That's Go what ahead. it is. That's it. It's Arakira. And so I trademarked it. And that, that was the name of the work. And, you know, it's kind of expanded. Every year I get given more and more to this modality. But basically... It's a holistic modality of working with those seven bodies. We have our physical body and all the subtle bodies, and it's about them all being in alignment. And when something physically happens, my belief is that 
it happens in in the subtle bodies before it happens in the physical body. And that if you work on keeping your subtle bodies healthy, then you'll keep your physical body healthy. And mm. then I read a, a science, it was it was a book by David Wilcock. You may have heard of David. I have. Called, yeah, The Hidden Science of Lost Civilization. That changed my life because I I decided I've had medical intuitive I don't want to do that anymore I'm going to career change and I'm going to be a copywriter and I'm going to change the world through copywriting and oh my man it was so stressful and I got ill again. I grew cancer again and I went and visited one of my my previous mentors and he said, Julie, I found this book. I think you'll really enjoy it. And we were staying at his place overnight and I stayed up till midnight reading it. And in the morning I said, oh, I love this book. And he said, you know what, Julie, you keep that one and I'll buy another one. So I devoured this book that's full of quantum physics and uh, all this. In, and I, I laugh when they say it's pseudoscience and I'm going, all you people that are calling this pseudoscience, I, it's validating the work that I've done in the dark when I'm not connected with any scientists around the world, but my revelations match the, quote, pseudoscience. And I felt really validated that the work that I had been doing all those decades has been validated. And one of the the things that I read was about the phantom body. And and I think it was Garyev. He said that we have a phantom body and it's an exact blueprint of our physical body and it's a the energy body and I thought yeah well that makes sense because people who have lost a, a limb or a body part they still can feel that body part painfully and they'll yeah. go oh yeah that's just phantom pain and then I thought well there's something to this and at the time we had chickens in our backyard and the chicks were like this big, like they were just like a week old. And I heard this, I had my office window open and I heard a lot of cheep, 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 cheep. And I went, well, that's an odd noise, but I didn't get up and go and investigate. And five minutes later, it was even louder. And I thought, oh, I have to investigate. And we had a bowl of water in the chook area that was quite deep. And I thought, well, the chicks can't get in there, but it did. And it drowned. Like I felt incredibly bad. But it was the day after I read about the phantom body, right? And I picked the chick up and I hid it under our rosemary bush so that the birds wouldn't get it. And when my husband came home from work, I said, one of the chicks has died and I put it under the rosemary bush can you do what, you know, you need to do? And my husband buried it in the veggie garden 
And I thought, oh, okay. That next day, I don't know how, but the mother hen, all the chicks, because I could hear the chirping closer to my office, it was sitting on the exact spot under the rosemary bush where I had placed the the chick that had died. And I went, oh, my goodness, the energy imprint was still there and the, the, the hen found it. Yeah. And that blew my mind. And then I heard them even closer. The mother hen was sitting above where my husband had buried the chick and all the rest of the chicks were under her wings. She sat there for an hour. Oh. I know. Heartbreaking but validating for what the science said in the book. Yeah. And I just know that. God gave me that experience to know that that it was true, the science is true. And so that was back in 2011, 2012. So what's that, 11 years ago? Yeah. And I, I thought then that I knew quite a bit. But in the last 11 years, m- my brain has just kind of like I, it's just wild what I've done in the last 10, 12 years. Well, with- it's fast, It's super fascinating to see. We have these set points of knowledge where we think we have knowledge and then we step into the next version and realize we really knew very little and there's so much more to learn. I know, I know. And the more you learn, the more you realize what you don't know. Right. Well, and Julie, we have really seen some fascinating evidence from you about how your healing journey and modality have interwoven to create this beautiful offering you have in the world. Where do people find you to learn more about it? So probably the best place is to go to julielewin.com. And I have a, a page on Facebook that's Medical Intuitive Julie Lewin. But go to julielewin.com is probably the best place. We will be sure to leave that link in the show notes so people can find you easily. I have enjoyed getting to know you and learning more about you. Thank you. I'm sure that our, our audience members are just desiring to learn all of the really cool examples that you have. So I would request that they go and check you out and touch base with you if they're interested in learning more. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in today. And I know we just got a a snippet into who Julie is and what she has to offer the world. So let's circle back and, and see what else she's putting out there. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 